You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access Chalk Talk Edition. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you want to email us, you can send a message to Packers Total Access at gmail.com. You can text us at 865-658-5824. So like I said, doing a Chalk Talk episode today on the Packers Rams. This was a fun one to break down. Guys, we've been needing this since the Bears game. We've been needing a good Chalk Talk where there's some positives to talk about. And I know that some of the gatekeepers out there automatically poo-pooed it that, you know, oh, it's the Rams. They didn't have their starting quarterback, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's a lot of teams that that uh, have to play without their starting quarterback. Uh, I think someone pointed out in the chat, I didn't fact check it, but I think in the chat last night on Packers Total Access Live, someone said that three backup quarterbacks won this week, or maybe it was last week, which just kind of goes to show you, man, it, it doesn't mean that it's a slam dunk win for anyone, right? But uh, – I will say this, the the people who continue to uh, to dog this defense, and like I said last night, I kind of feel like this defense, whether we like it or not, has become the identity of this team. Um, I know people are still looking for that identity, and they're refusing to, to look in the defense to acknowledge that. But we're now, I believe, in sixth in points per play uh, allowed, and I think we're eighth in yards per play allowed and we're officially now in the top 10 in points allowed altogether, okay? Now, immediately people will say, well, they played bad teams. They have played some bad teams, absolutely, right? But we're going to get a good test here in the next four-game saturation, right? And that's exciting for me. So as it sits right now, the the defense has been playing pretty well. Um, On Chalk Talk today, we're going to break down in chronological order exactly how the game unfolded. I like to do it a little bit different than most people. You know, some people just like to pick a specific play, take the all 22, break down what happened. There's nothing wrong with that. What I want to do is kind of present the game flow. What you won't find on this episode is the Dontavian Wicks reverse, and the reason being it didn't lead to a score. So what I tried to key in on are what were the specific plays that actually had an impact on the game that that you know contributed to the outcome, the score, 20-3 to three there as the Packers uh, pretty much blew out the Rams. Um, so that's the goal is to do it in chronological order, cover the plays that actually had an impact on the game, and uh, and kind of give you a little bit better understanding, okay, that's that's what happened, that's why it happened, that type of thing. We'll learn a little something along the way. Um, I'm hoping I can remember, had a special request from Carly Ray to say, hey, could you give us the short version of the play too, along with the long version? I'm hoping I can remember to do that, Carly, but I will get in here and, and get to rambling and probably forget to do it. And I think what she's referring to is rather than the long red out play, which she wants that too, is just say, okay, what's the the very brief description of the play, which would be 
11 gun trips right corner route to Wicks, whatever. Right. So I'll try to remember to do that. Hey, there she is right there in the chat. But let's go to the chat real quick. We got Mike Berry in the house. Good afternoon, Clay. Good afternoon to you, Mike. Appreciate you swinging through. We got Dr. Mikrob in the house. Says hello, hello. Chris in in here. Let's go. Emilio. Oh, man, getting it early. Of course, I'm stuck throwing mulch right now. Hey, man, maybe you can listen on the YouTube app if you're a premium. I don't know if you've got that or not, uh, Emilio, but it's worth it, dude. I fought it for so long, didn't want to pay for YouTube. And when I started paying and got that premium, you can now listen to live uh, broadcasts in the background with your phone closed out. Perfect for that type of stuff when you're out there throwing that mulch. But appreciate you swinging through, buddy. Um, let's see here. Dr. Meekrop says, hey, Clay, or, uh, Mike Clayton, hope the day finds you all well. Right back at you, buddy. Carly Ray in the house says, happy Victory Tuesday. Hey, let's let's stretch it on out, man. Let's carry it into Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all the way down the line, right? Um, so uh, there you go. Uh, Tim Reese in the house says, morning from Australia. Love the podcast, mate. Hey, we appreciate you, Tim. That's awesome that we got somebody. I think that's the first time I've heard someone say they were listening in Australia. So uh, that's really, really cool that you're tuning in, whether it's on YouTube. I mean, obviously on YouTube, but whether you look at the visual aspect or just listen to it, um, either way, man, we really appreciate you swinging through. That's awesome. One thing I am going to do, I'm in the works uh, on it right now. I'm going to create a map, kind of a world map, right? And we're going to put pins where people confirm they're listening slash watching from, okay? Um, I think that would be really cool just to kind of get a broad uh, perspective of of where the listeners and viewers are actually tuning in from. So pretty cool. I know we got people from France. We got people from England, uh, people from Scotland, obviously all over the U.S., it's really cool to see it growing, and uh, the numbers are the numbers are up overall as far as subscribers, um, as far as followers on Twitter, all that stuff. Getting great feedback. Of course, when the Packers lose, the watch numbers go down, and and you know some people kind of look at that as a negative. It's definitely not a positive, but what I gather from it and finding the positive in that situation is you're going to get the hardcore fans watching and listening right now, right? The people that actually want to know what's going on and, and and why why are the Packers struggling that type of thing, which like I said, coming off a win, we can focus on the positive today. So my goal is to keep this under an hour. I could just about guarantee you it ain't gonna happen. All right. So with that being said, let's jump into it again. Appreciate everybody hopping in here. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, share the screen here, and let's just get right into some chalk talk, man. Let's nerd out a little bit. So the first play that I started with, okay. You'll notice the first quarter is almost over. It's 3.38 left in the first quarter. We could go back and rehash why the offense was struggling. I think we pretty much covered it on the postgame show. Started off running the ball, got away from it just a touch, and then got back to it. But this play right here really kicked off the momentum. And anyone who tells you there's no momentum in an NFL game is just – they've lost their minds. You could feel the momentum completely shift to the Packers, and it really ne never left the Packers all day, all day long after this play right here. So – it comes in the first quarter, 338 left. It's a first and 10 play for the Rams. Now, listen, this isn't so much a great play by the defense as it is a mistake. But what I want you to key in on is look at how Joe Barry called this game. OK, and, and by the way, I personally think he called a great game. What you're going to see here is they're going to come out in a nickel two, four, five, which basically means they're in their 11 personnel. OK, you'll notice they've got three wide receivers. They got their one uh, tight end. They're strong right there. They're in an ace look. And you'll notice what Barry decided to do right off the bat. You're playing a backup quarterback. Let's load the box and let's force them to beat us with the pass. Right. And and that's they were going to take away the run all day long. What I want you to key in on is Jonathan Owens right here. OK, the safety. He's going to slide down into the box for this uh 
this gap feel here, okay? So you'll watch the last second. See this little late rotation here? He's working his way in. They use a little motion. Notice the communication. The thing I notice, I want you guys to key in on the defensive plays we cover. Right here, Carrington Valentine communicated well all game long. You will see he, him and uh, Jonathan Owens on another play communicating really, really well together. And obviously the safety off screens, Anthony Johnson Jr., like we talked about, kind of that free safety or that, that center field uh, safety, what would – uh, traditionally be known as the free safety, right? So with that being said, they're going to roll some motion here. You're going to see Jonathan Owens slide up. They're going to bobble the snap, so we get a little bit of help here. But watch, look at the box right now, guys. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in the box if you include the nickel, which I would. He's right there. He's not necessarily in the tackle box, but you can see he's got a, a an aggressive run fit. Even look at Carrington on the outside. Like you could tell Joe Barry's like, all right, you're not beating us with the run, right? Great job calling the game here. Comes the motion back, bobbled snap. Look at how quick Jonathan Owens reacts. This is this is really, really good to see. Look at Jonathan Owens. Balls on the ground. First of all, they were already moving. They were expecting run here, right? Obviously. And look at Jonathan Owens just attack and get in here. Great job. Stripping as the quarterback picks the ball back up, strips it. And of course, Devondre Campbell had one of his best games of the year, recovering the fumble. Look at Jonathan Owens fired up, man. The momentum completely shifted. There you see the bobbled snap. This coming right in the first quarter. It was a gift, don't get me wrong, but look, he still maintained possession. He, he, he regained possession, but look at Jonathan Owens going after this strip. What a great job right there. Absolutely phenomenal job. Anytime I go live, and I get text messages. I've got to make sure somebody isn't texting me going, Clayton, we can't hear you. <laughs> so we're good, I think. But uh, we'll mute the phone here. But again, great job by Jonathan Owens. Great job by Devondre Campbell getting back there, having the awareness to pick the football up. And again, the defense setting the tone early. I think this defense has played good. You know, in the past, I've said, I feel like they're, they've been a above average defense. I think they're now stepping into a good defense. Now let's see what they do against the better teams, right? That's coming up. Pittsburgh, of course, doesn't have a great offense. So there'll still be people going, if they come out and play well against Pittsburgh, win, lose, or draw, there'll still be people going, well, they played Pittsburgh and they got a bad offense. I can't wait to the day that we actually play a team that qualifies for the gatekeepers to allow us to say, hey, we played a good offensive team and we did well. I'm hoping that comes sometime this season, although they're they're trying to hold us at bay, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, so get the ball, obviously, uh, a little later a uh, little later in the first quarter. First quarter, 203 left, first and 10 play, okay? Look at the play selection at the bottom, six rushes, five pass. That's why we won this game. You controlled the narrative from start to finish. You, you were willing to show, hey, we're going to run. Um, we are going to run Aaron Jones. Whether it's successful or not, guys, the threat of a home run that Aaron Jones brings to the table is absolutely huge. That's what causes the defense to really snug up and uh, and have to respect that run, right? You know, they're not going to respect the home run from A.J. Dillon. I'm not trying to dog A.J. Dillon. We all know he doesn't have that home run ability that Aaron Jones has got, like we've seen in week one on that angle route against the uh, Chicago Bears. But anyway, we come out here in on first and 10, and we're in a 21-pony Y-left flex to Z, T-orbit, H-zone right, okay? H-zone right. Um, and this is actually Sean Ryan at right guard. And this is a really good rep for Sean Ryan. So let's talk about what that play call means really quick. Okay, 21 pony. This is your pony package. Two running backs, right? You've got one tied in. He's actually flexed out, which is why I said Y left flex to Z. He's actually playing Z there. What does that mean with Z? Okay, so the X receiver is the first one you identify. Okay, I'm going to do it in red here. So maybe it's a little more noticeable. 
there's your X receiver. He's your X because he's on the line of scrimmage opposite the tight end. Of course, the tight end being at the top of the screen, okay? So your tight end is now flexed. He's in the Z. So all the way to the boundary, right, or all the way to the opposite sideline from the X is your Z receiver. So your Y is technically Z here, okay? And then, of course, there's your slot receiver. But, again, this is your 21 pony. All right, you've got T orbit. What does that mean? All right, first of all, let's identify, identify the backs. This is your T, right, which is Aaron Jones. He's more of your traditional back, right? And we're going to call A.J. Dillon your H this time, okay? Um, anytime there's two backs, I go with the smaller back as the T, more of the receiving threat, and I give the bigger back the H title, okay? If you do it different, that's totally cool, whatever works best for you to communicate, okay? I know there's different offensive coordinators, different coaches that that like to call it something else, and that's totally cool. I'm not here to debate that, right? I say it every episode, and I can't say it enough. It's important to understand we're not out here to argue or try to show each other up. It's whatever communication works best for you, okay? So we got 21 pony, Y left flex to Z, T orbit, H zone right, and of course we got Sean Ryan, in at right guard. It's funny. We're doing a 12 yard running play. I think this is a 12 yard play and we're spending all this time, but it's important. What does orbit mean? Orbit motion is when you motion anyone and they go behind the quarterback. Okay. Now, why would you call that orbit? Think of a planet, right? Think of this being the planet you're orbiting him, right? I know we're getting back into a fourth grade science class here, but he's going to do a little orbit motion. And we showed this several times today. Okay. And it's important to understand that we showed it because it sets up a huge play towards the end of the game, which you guys are probably knowing what I'm already thinking, but I can't wait to show that play. It, it too came out of the pony actually came out of a little bit of a T flex look, but the same, uh, uh, more or less the same idea as the pony package and when they did do the orbit motion. So he's going to orbit out. And then what it's going to essentially be here, I'm going to do this in red, make it a little more noticeable. We're just going to go H zone ride. Okay. It's just going to be an inside zone run. All right. I want you to really key in. If you can, we'll get a better angle though. Sean Ryan at right guard. Let's roll the tape. All right. There goes your orbit motion. Bang. Here comes AJ Dillon. Look at that hole guys. You kidding me? Great rep by everybody right here. Even Josh Myers did a great job right there. You guys know I'm a big Josh Myers critic. That's a good rep for Josh Myers right there, right? I mean, it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that he he misses more than he makes, it seems like anyway. I know the grades was would illustrate that as well. You know, I looked up some stats on SIS because some people don't don't like PFF, and that's okay. You know, whatever your preference is. Uh, we went back and looked at SIS, and sure enough, SIS agreed 100% with the PFF um, grades as far as it goes uh, as blown blocks, both in the passing game and in the running game for Josh Myers. So those two sites agree with each other. I wouldn't be surprised to learn, and maybe I'm just ignorant on this subject, and then some people already know it as common knowledge. I wouldn't be surprised to, to learn that SIS is providing data to PFF because that was wild that it was too – I mean, it wasn't even one spot off as far as pass blocking, blown blocks, Run blocking, run uh, blown blocks, that type of thing. But again, here you, here comes your orbit. Really key in on Josh Myers, right? Look, or not Josh Myers, Josh Myers too. But look at Sean Ryan. What's Sean Ryan get out here? Look at his body control. Remember what Mike Wall said: how you handle, how you arrive to at confrontation determines how you handle confrontation. Look at his base. Look at look at how he's underneath his pads, right? Got great hand placement. Gets in there, great block, seals it off, and look at AJ cutting off of him. Of course, uh, Elton get out there and, and creating a little bit of a wall. Great inside run. You notice what you didn't see on this inside zone run, guys? You did not see a sift, did you? I, I don't – I'm not saying they didn't, but I don't remember one time in this game that I seen a sift block. It's so cool 
that we were calling out, man, this is the problem. You've got sifts and double sifts with rookie tight ends. And what I mean by sift, to give you an example here, if there was a sift on this play and there isn't, let's say this tight end right here, okay? Let's say as the ball is snapped, as soon as the ball is snapped, he would sift over and try to block right here, and then they would run away from the sift. That's called split zone flow, split zone or split flow, okay? The problem with that is if these backers don't bite on that sift, if they don't read that key and bite on that sift, you, you're now down a hat on this side, and you're going to be at a disadvantage running left there, right? So that's what we mean by sift. I don't remember seeing one sift all game long. They did some quick motion, which basically means before the ball snapped, they would quick motion over, and then when the tight end got to like right here, then they would snap it. That's totally different than post-snap, okay? So, uh, yeah, again, I, I was happy to see the lack of sift all game long. All right? And not that I'm like a – it's not that I hate sift blocks. It's just when you see how inexperienced these tight ends are and see how they're they're not arriving at confrontation uh, with good balance, on top of that, some of them are blowing assignments – You've got to simplify the offense. That's what 12 was talking about last year. Let me take a second to mention this too, guys. For those of you in the chat, this stream will probably go down several times, okay? If it goes down, it will come back up. It's just YouTube detecting a copyright uh, claim or whatever, and they allow us to use it. So it will come back up. Be patient. Hopefully you don't miss too much, but you will be able to go back and watch it in its entirety later, and uh, it, it won't be, it'll be inter uninterrupted in that regard. I get the apology email every single week for doing this live, but I'm going to continue to do it live. If one person appreciates it live, then we're going to do it. So, all right. Now, second quarter, 1425 left. I think it's later this drive, actually. First and goal play. This is the touchdown to Aaron Jones. Okay. Um, still zero to zero. You're seeing how that turnover there um, late in the first quarter really played a role in the Packers winning this game. We come out in a 12A strong left, nasty Z shift to wing, duo or zone question mark is what I did. Some people told me they thought this was duo. Other told me they thought it was inside zone. To me, it doesn't matter. Typically, the difference is with zone blocking, you're blocking to an area, and then you're trying to, you're trying to help with key blocks and then get to the second level, right? With duo, it's typically double-double is what I've heard other people call it, which means you're going to get two double teams, some people say the only way you can qualify for duos if there's two double teams on the offensive line, then move into the second level. I've heard others say, no, it doesn't have to be two. It can be one, right? But with duo, essentially, it's called vertical power, okay? Like if we were to run a power play here, let's say let's say it's a, a G power, power G, right? This guard would pull over here, right, and block, okay? And let's say we ran to that side. That would be called power. Okay. Notice how he's skipping one or two gaps and trying to get to the next guy, the next level, right? And sometimes you'll have some crackdown blocks. With duo, what you may have is two guys double in here, right? Two guys double in here. And then when they reach that double team point, the inside guy would break off, block here, block here, right? In some cases, they wouldn't even double. It's just vertical power. Two guys would try to just get to the next level and hit down here. So it's the same principle as power. You're just not skipping a gap. Vertical power, downhill power football is essentially the way it's been described to me. Okay. But nonetheless, if you want to call it duo or zone, that's totally cool. So back to the play call. What we've got 12 ace, one running back, right? Two tight ends. That's 12, one, two, right? Strong left. The tight ends on the left side of the formation. You've got nasty Z shift to wing. Okay. What's that mean? A nasty split is when the receiver lines up on the inside of the numbers on the field, okay? Notice how Christian Watson, 
is on the inside of the numbers. He's the Z. Why is he the Z? Glad you asked. Right here is your tight ends. Opposite your tight ends on the line of scrimmage, that's your X receiver. The other receiver is going to be your Z, okay? So he's he's going to be playing nasty Z. He's going to shift to wing, which basically means he's going to pre-snap shift. Notice I didn't say motion because he's going to come set, and he's going to shift right here to the wing, okay? They love doing this with Christian Watson. And then it's going to be duo, or like I said, if you want to call it zone or duo, it's totally cool. So there you'll see the nasty Z shift to wing, right? Beautiful blocking up front. I want you to key in on one guy. Okay, look at Luke Musgrave, and and what's crazy is it's it's kind of designed to go here, right? But when you've got someone like Aaron Jones, just a little hop step to the hop step to the next gap, and you're in for six. But look at Musgrave kind of hold his own. He gets pulled, gets his jersey pulled right there. Could have been defensive holding, but it's cool. But look how he just stays with the block, stays with the block, right? And and Aaron Jones reads it. Here's a better look right there. They're identifying Musgrave. You'll see him kind of get beat off the ball, guys. That's that's a big old defensive lineman there. Musgrave is showing some – I mean, he's really, really showing some uh, some improvement with blocking. This is kind of cool. And, again, you'll see Yash get to the second level here on the backer, right? But look, right there, the gap kind of gets filled. Look at Musgrave. Just stay with it, stay with it, stay with it. Bam. Got your first touchdown of the first half. That's kind of rare, right? Pretty cool. I wish it happened the first quarter, but, hey, we'll take it, right? So that's how the Packers go up seven to nothing. Let's fast forward all the way towards the end of the second. Okay. We got 427 left. I'm sorry, Carly Ray. What I would call that right there would be 12 ace inside zone, is probably what I would call it. Okay. Hopefully that helps you with the shorter term. You know what I mean? 12 ace inside zone is what I would call that. Uh, I'll try to do that on each one. I apologize. But all right. So second quarter, 427 left, third and 11 play. Um, we're on defense. Obviously, we got them in a uh, in a pretty uh, vulnerable spot here, right, on third and 11. We know that one of the faults of this defense here lately, one of the negative aspects of this defense has been giving up those third and long plays, right? Well, this is one of those plays I believe we give up uh, uh, an explosive play on, okay? We come out in a nickel two, four, five, right? There's your one lineman. There's your other lineman, okay? That's two. Then you got four backers, one, two, three, four. Notice the exotic look. Notice how I said cover two, weak fire zone blitz, okay? What's a fire zone blitz? A fire zone blitz is typically when you're showing a blitz, right, with a defender, you're going to get in here and mug, right? Typically, it's with an edge rusher or an interior defensive lineman. I don't personally prefer to it most of the time as a fire zone blitz. If an inside backer comes up here and mugs and then drops out, I don't really call that a fire zone blitz. I think it's more of the one of the traditional four or five rushers that are kind of showing – uh, you know, blitz showing rush and then dropping out. But you're going to see Preston Rome, right? That's why I said 91 Rome. He he came from this spot right here, kind of stood up, right, walked over. He's going to mug this A-gap. He's going to show blitz and then drop out. That's right. Preston Smith in coverage again. You guys know he got he had an unbelievable coverage grade. This is one of those snaps that we're talking about. Now, on this play, it wasn't a great play. He did his job. But you'll see we give up some yardage. But again, that's what we mean by 91 Rome. Cover two, it's just going to be a cover two defense, zone defense, right? And you got they showed some exotic cover twos. Some people call this invert, where the safety will actually cover in the middle, and then the corners will actually drop out and play deep, right? Which in his case, there's a safety off the screen. So that safety is rolling over and covering deep. I believe Ja is just kind of playing this hook zone. And I don't initially I was trying to blame Jair for this. After looking at it again, it was a it was a great play call, a great pass. 
And, and it was just, I mean, it was just a perfectly thrown ball and a, and a great executive play. I don't put it on the safety. I don't really put it on Ja now. I think it was just a good play call. But anyway, weak fire zone blitz. When I say weak, what we're talking about, these guys are blitzing. Why are we saying weak? Because this is the tight end. That's on the weak side of the formation. So you've got one rusher here, four over there. I can't remember if the backer blitzes or not. I don't think he does. But let's roll the tape here. See him roaming, right? He's going to get up here in this A and this B gap. Just kind of really he's in the B, the B to C. And he's mugging, mugging. You see him, backer's mugging. All right, now he's out. So, yes, we did rush the backer, okay? So that's what we meant by weak fire. And then there's your fire zone. Everybody drops out. There's the catch, okay? Now, if you'll notice something, Devontae Wyatt had a horrible grade in this game, right? That, that flag is on him, okay? You'll see right here. He jumps. When I talk about Devontae White, I see the upside. And it's like every every week I get excited about Devontae White, and then the next week I'm down on him. And it's for things like this, not necessarily a penalty, but he just plays kind of reckless. You'll notice in his pass rush, he rushes into other people's lanes. He'll knock them off their spot. He'll do the same thing in the running game from time to time. I was hoping the last game was something to build off of because he had a decent game. But then against the Rams, he took a big step back. Now, their PFF is very, very hard. On penalty, so he's the one who gets called for a penalty. But right here is a better look at what we've got as far as the cover two one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right in the box basically eight, nine, ten, eleven. So you're going to see a, a kind of an invert two here. And what Ja is going to do is just kind of drop and play this hook zone, right? This safety is going to play deep quarter. I can't remember if he plays a deep or I'm sorry, deep half. I can't remember if he plays deep half and he's playing hook or he plays deep and this guy kind of spins. Let's watch the play unfold. I want you to key in on Jair at the top of the screen. You see him playing kind of soft. Here we go. Yeah, Carrington Valentine's got the other deep half. Now, some people would say this looks like a cover one or a cover three match. It could be. I personally think it was cover two based off of how Jair was acting here. And this safety right here really isn't concerned with playing deep either. Okay, so it looks like an invert two. Now, you'll see that here comes the throw. Jair just got a little bit hesitant there at the stem, at the top of the stem, right? And, uh, of course, gets burnt. Bang, there you go, okay. Um, probably a negative play for Jair. He could have played a little more aggressive, right? And you could see him slap his hands. He wasn't going to Jonathan Owens like, what are you doing? It was just like, man, that one got away from me, right? And, again, Jair had a great game, but here's a better look at it. Let's see. Right here, see? He gets a little lazy, gets a little flat-footed. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Well, you might want to kind of drive on that, but I, I don't think that was his zone, to be honest with you. I think he was trying to pass him off to the safety. Could be a negative on both, but again, guys, that's a that's a beautiful pass. You can't throw that any better right there. Of course, they had a clean pocket. They picked up that weak blitz pretty well. And uh, I know people like to pretend that that Joe Barry plays vanilla, but that right there was kind of an aggressive look for sure. Okay, so what that did, the reason I showed that play, that was the explosive that led to the field goal. So now it's seven to three. Now let's fast forward to the third quarter. We got seven seventeen left. This is a third and two play, guys. This is a crucial play. You know what I mean? They're they're down here on what the 20, 27, 28 yard line. Yeah, it looks like the twenty yeah twenty eight yard line. So they're moving the ball right. And we need to stop here to try to force a long field goal is basically what it comes down to. We come out in a 34 jam, zero blitz. Okay, what's that mean? First of all, 34 jam is when you've got five guys on the line of scrimmage and a 34 look. Let me back it up here. Here's your three down linemen. One, the nose is right over the center. He might be playing a little bit of shade, but when you show a five-man front out of a 34 and the guards and the, the guard and the center is covered up, meaning they've got to, they have got to – uh, basically react to these defensive linemen, right? So it's kind of a single up play. You're singling everybody up like an ISO. Now you've got a couple tight ends on this side too, but I want you to key in on our boy right here who had a great game. Look at Isaiah McDuffie, okay? I believe this is him right here if I remember correctly. I'm pretty sure this is the play where he shoots the gap. Watch, watch McDuffie here. Look at him, no hesitation. This is what we've been calling for, right? And again, another loaded box. Look how many bodies are in the box. Great play call, being aggressive. Zero blitz basically means man coverage, right? This guy's probably got the outside tight end or anyone who comes out. You've probably got um, Devondre going green, or it could be McDuffie going green, but nonetheless, there's no hesitation. Watch McDuffie. What a great play, guys. Great freaking play. Jonathan Owens, too. Look at Jonathan Owens on that rep. Watch him. Even though he gets blocked, watch him fight through it. Look at Jonathan Owens up here. Flashing early. Look at him fight through that block to help gang tackle. Great job, McDuffie. Great job by Jonathan Owens. Absolutely. I mean, that that right there was a tone setter. Of course, they went to they went on to attempt the field goal, if I remember correctly. Look, everybody fired up here. I don't know why I left this in, but it'll be all right. Here's a better look. Watch, watch Jonathan Owens. Look at Isaiah McDuffie. Look at Isaiah McDuffie. No time wasted. Blows the guard's socks off. Gets in the backfield. Jonathan Owens fighting through a hold. Everybody flowing to the football. Carrington Valentine willing to mix it up in there. Look at McDuffie. That's a man on a mission right there, dude. That's how you shoot the gap against the run. I absolutely love it. Love what Joe Barry's doing with this defense right now. Yeah, so that led to the field goal attempt, right? We'll speed it up here. Give you a little. What's this right here? 
Let's do it at 150%, make it go quick. And he missed it wide right, right? Pretty cool stuff. I definitely wanted you guys to see this. Look at McVeigh. You mother. <laughs> he knows it's trouble now. There's always some point in the game where you'll hear me say it's trouble now. And uh, that that right there was a big the, – the momentum could have kind of went flat there, right? But it shifted back to the Packers. Really, really cool. Third quarter, 5.52 left. This is a second and four play. Um, we've got the ball, obviously. We come out in an 11-gun, strong left, twin nasty, T-weak, U-motion flat, Y-drag, Wolf, T-leak. Okay, let's talk about what all that means if I can remember. <laughs> All right, so 11-gun, one running back, right, one tight end, okay? We're going strong left. Your tight end is obviously on the left side of the field, okay? This is actually not 11. I always catch myself doing this. This is actually 12. Pretty cool. So we were in a 12-gun. I apologize. We're in a 12-gun, right, strong left, twin nasty. What does that mean? Twin receivers, nasty split. You see them inside the numbers, right? That's why it's twin nasty, okay? So twin nasty T weak. The running back is on the weak side, opposite of the tight ends, right? You're going to go U motion flat, all right? So essentially what's going to happen is the U tight end is going to motion, right? And then he's just going to attack the flat, all right? That's how, that's going to be his, his whole deal here. Um, you're going to have Y drag. So the Y is going to drag across, okay? And it's like a shallow cross. I call it a drag. Um, and then you're going to have wolf, which is basically – and out with a corner. They ran this all day long, okay? It's going to be an out route. That's a passing concept called wolf, all right? So, again, T leak, too. The T is just going to leak out. I'm trying to remember which side he leaks out. He may leak out right or left. I'm not sure. But he is going to basically kind of look to step up and block and then either leak out left or right. But, again, 11 guns, strong left, twin, nasty, T weak, U motion, flat, wide drag, wolf, T leak. Let's roll the tape. Here comes the U motion. You see it? Notice, notice that's not a sift, right? They didn't snap the ball, then him have to cross the formation. They're doing more what we call quick motion. All right, that was U motion flat. He's the U tied in. Some people would say it's DeGuari, he's a fullback, call him an H. Now they don't have him listed as a fullback, but for me personally, if they're not in the back, if he was in the backfield, I would refer to him as, as an H. If he's attached, the down traditional uh, tied in will always be the Y, the other is the U. If he's in the backfield, I refer to him as the H. But nonetheless, you motion flat, watch the wide drag too. I think there's a little delay there as Tucker Craft does it. But again, look at look at Jordan Love get that ball out. Guys, that's a pretty ball. It's I want to say it's a little late, but it's really not. I mean, he you can tell he's looking left first, right? He tries to look the safety off a bit, see him trying to draw the safety away. Then he comes back right here. Bang. Little notice how he changed the platform too. By the way, he gets smacked in the face and they don't call it to the best of my knowledge. But look at look at Jordan Love have to change the arm angle here, right? Got the guy in his face a bit. Look at him change his arm angle, get it around the defender. That's a big time play, man. Pretty cool. And you, some of you guys are going, well, how, who who was the lineman on the pressure? It was Josh Myers. Okay, I know some people still believe he's a good offensive lineman. I just haven't seen it. But look at that throw, perfect placement in between three defenders. This is why Jordan Love came out with an 82.3 PFF grade. Here's a better look. Let me draw it out for you again. Remember, U motion, flat, right? Going to be flat. T leak, whichever direction, right? He's going to step up and block and then leak. you got your drag, right? you got your out and your corner that completes wolf. All right? Let's watch it here. Love this all 22 tape right here. There's your U motion. 
You'll see him just kind of hit the flat. What that does, the reason that flat's important, it's going to draw this defender. He's going to put eyes back here, a little eye candy. I don't know what is looking at. He's staring off over to the side. I'm not sure what he sees, but doesn't really matter. But, uh, again, it's going to be an out and then the corner on the wolf, okay? And it's important to have somebody like Tay Wicks running that, and it's what I've noticed with Tay. At the top of the stem, you want to sell it like you might attack the seam, right? But the last second, bang, bang it out here to the corner. Watch him set him up right there. Now you got it, right? He's actually on the out. I'm sorry. I got that mixed up. He's the out route. Look at that. That's the separation of one. And again, you know, the U-motion flat is the reason that happened because it pulled that backer up right there, that number 97. Might even be a defensive lineman. That's a big old boy. But it pulled him up to the flat, okay? So there's your wolf concept. Um, Let's see what else we got here. Make sure I'm not missing anything. All right, yeah, we're good. Oh, yeah, this is a cool – this is a little bonus for you guys. You ready? Seen this during the commercial break. Thought it was funny. Look at this. John U. Smith for the Falcons, right? We got him hitting the sideline, baby. He's going to the house. Watch him bust his keister. Watch him bust his arse. Whoop. <laughs> I couldn't leave that out of chalk talk. You kidding me? All right, back. Sorry, I didn't mean to get goofy there for a minute. Let's get back to the uh, the important stuff. All right, third quarter, 5.07 left, first and 10 play. I think this is actually the same drive, if I remember correctly. Um you got an 11-gun strong right, twin nasty, T-strong, slot quick to F. We'll talk about that in a minute. Go climb, Y-cross, U-drag delay, T-swing. Is that long enough for you? All right, 11-gun, one running back. Where's the tight end at? Bang, right there. I did it again, guys. It's 12. It's 12-gun again. That is awesome. I threw these together last night. It was pretty late. So we got another 12-gun. Disregard the 11. We got 12-gun, strong right. It's pretty cool catching it in real time. It just kind of shows you how organic it can be. Um, all right, strong right, twin nasty, why nasty, nasty split. There's your twin receivers. Of course, you got wicks. Now, what is slot or T strong? Obviously, your T is on the same side as the tight end. What does slot quick the F mean? Okay, remember we talked about them using quick motion. Miami started that this year, and everybody's really starting to do it. The 49ers do it like crazy. So, if you look, here's the tight end, right? So, that makes the guy on the line of scrimmage, your receiver opposite the tight end, the X. There's your X, okay? So, Obviously, Wicks was kind of lined up in the slot, right? Well, he's going to motion outside. Normally, you'd say, okay, your X is going to be kind of your, you know, you hear boundary X a lot of time on the short side of the field. You would think, okay, that's going to be your X. Now, when they motion out and he's not on the line of scrimmage, that means he's playing what we call flyer to the best of my knowledge. If anyone disagrees with that and you have information on what LaFleur's offense is referring to, the specifics of the flyer slash F receiver, not the F tight end. Other offenses refer to tight ends as Y and F or UNF, I'm talking about the flyer as in the wide receiver, is because they typically go outside to, you know, close to the boundary, close to the uh, the sideline, but they're not on the line of scrimmage, which technically can't make them the X receiver. So that's slot quick to F is what we're talking about, okay? And then once he gets into place, right, I'm going to wait till he gets over here a little bit, right, right here. i got to take it back where I can read it, though. Let me go back just a touch here. All right, cool. So, when he gets over here, right, he's going to motion, and, and right here is basically where he's going to start, okay? So when you start it from there, we're going to go go route, right? And then you're going to go climb, which is basically a crosser, okay? And then you're going Y cross, okay? You're going U drag delay, all right? Actually, the Y is going to run a crosser. It's almost like a almost like a mesh aspect. He's just going to be out there a little bit later, and the U is the one that's going to be on the U drag delay okay so he's going to kind of delay and then run a drag at the last second and then of course you got the t swing 
as a safety route. If if something happens here right off the bat and Jordan says, nope, this play's busted, hit the swing as quick as possible, right? That's how that works. But, again, that's your play design. Let's roll it. Again, this is a first and ten play in the third quarter, still 7-3. to three. Green Bay's leading. Beautiful ball to Musgrave. I say beautiful. You know, it was it was somewhat safe because you had to get it over top of that defender. Early on, I said this was a bad throw by Love. It was off the mark, okay? Obviously, he's hitting the Y cross here. You see Musgrave. But when you look at it again, I want you to look at the defender underneath. That's the safe throw. If you're going to miss him, miss over the top because there's not another defender breaking on that ball, right? I don't like that it's over his back shoulder, right? So he has to turn and try to catch it. Makes it a lot tougher than it should have been. But at the same time, there's give and take with this. I've been critical of Jordan because, listen, I'm expecting him to be a starting caliber quarterback. I'm not going to settle for just a backup quarterback, right? Like, we know you can't compete in this league for Super Bowls with a backup quarterback. You know, name – I always say this, name the team that won with a backup caliber quarterback. The last one, to the best of my knowledge, was Nick Foles, right? Or Nick uh, – yeah, Nick Foles. So, with that being said, the, the throw could have been better, but I like that he was safe with it. And what do I mean by that? That's where you want him to miss if he's going to miss here because there's not another defender there close by, right? If you miss underneath, you risk getting it picked. Now, in a perfect world, where do we want that ball? We want it out here, right, where he can catch it over his shoulder, turn up the sideline. People immediately went to Twitter saying, Musgrave looking like Bambi again. I've made fun of him too, right, at times. But on this play right here specifically, guys, like he he secures the catch. That's what you're wanting, right? That's, that's kind of a tough catch there with all your momentum. See him have to come back across his body to catch it, secures the catch, secures it through the ground, right? Notice how he hugs his hip to the, the ground there and makes sure he's inbound. So I think it's a, a good play altogether. That led to a field goal. That's why we showed that play, okay? That's why it was so important. It got them in field goal range. They stalled out. That's totally cool. You get the field goal, you're still up by seven points. So let's fast forward to the fourth quarter, 13-35 left. First and 10 play for the Rams, all right? We come out in a 34 jam. What's that mean, right? Three down linemen, four linebackers. And the reason we call it jam is real simple because you've got the uh, – You've got the nose directly over the center. The guards are covered, right? And then you've got the fifth edge rusher kind of uh, bringing that five-man front. Look how many people are in a box, too. One, two, three, four, right? Five, six, seven, eight. Pretty much borderline eight defenders in the box. This is one of those close condensed sets. You see they're playing a nasty 12 look here. Um, actually, a nasty – holy cow. Nope, they're playing nasty 12, and they got their Z wing just like we do with Christian Watson. This is what I was talking about last year, and I got criticized for it when I was saying we don't run Shanahan's offense, we run McVay's. If you turn on the tape, it looks like a mirror of uh, LaFleur's offense looks just like McVay's, right? And, and obviously they're best friends. That's that's probably has a lot to do with it. They came up through the coaching ranks together. They see things similar. But anyway, that's the 34 jam. we got a cover three spot drop, okay? So essentially what you got is three deep, right? These guys on the outside. I think this safety, I can't remember who drops the. Oh, no, we got a safety off screen, I believe. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. So you got a safety off screen playing deep. This is just spot drop. These guys are going to kind of drop back and cover a zone underneath, cover a zone underneath, cover a zone underneath. So you got three deep, three underneath on a first and 10 play. And this is all about stopping the run. You're in the run fit here. I think they go play action. But here's what I want you to key in on. This is exciting. Watch Lucas Van Ness. Look at him right now. Look who gets off the ball quick on this play, right? You see TJ Slayton getting off the ball very quick, and look at Luke or look at uh, Lucas Van Ness, 
Look how quick he's getting off the ball here, right? And the reason it's so important to show these 34 jams is a lot of times it'll ISO you up for a matchup, right? Especially when you show the wide nine, which is kind of what they're showing here on the edge, especially with Inigbare on the opposite side, okay? Gary's not even on the field here, all right? And again, seven-point game, fourth quarter, game on the line. They're trying to get something going. Your defense has kept them to a field goal all day long. Um, watch, watch Van Ness. You, you can't put a tight end on that guy. He abuses that tight end, guys. Abuses him. Let's watch it again. Actually, it may have been the receiver, too. Look at the quarterback picking himself up. I think we get a better look right here. I want you to key in on Van Ness. Yeah, look at Van Ness here. So let's see who's actually trying to block him. This is actually a receiver, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so you got your two tight ends and then your receiver in the wing. Let's see who he runs through. It might have been the receiver. Let's see. Look at Van Ness. He recognizes it, right? That's a tight end. He's just going to run right through his face. Look at that. That's what I'm talking about. Guys, he didn't even try. And, again, I know it's a tight end. It's not a tackle. But watch what he does. He puts a hand on the offensive lineman, too, there, right? Look, he's got his hand on the rib cage of the oh, – I'm sorry, of the other tight end. Look at this. This right here is what you want to see out of Van Ness. Look at that guy getting ragdolled. Absolutely awesome. Quarterback's like, well, crap. <laughs> Great job by Van Ness. Finishes. Didn't get penalized. Stayed off the quarterback. Still put him on his keister. Gets his hands up, right? Throw away. That's how you start a drive. They try to get cute with a play-action boot to the left, a little naked boot. And uh, or a little boot action, and uh, it came back on them. All right, second and 10. I think this is the very next play, right? So you get out of – I want to make sure here. Yeah, I, I'm positive it is. Okay, this is the very next play. So they tried to get cute on first down, the thing that we hate seeing our offense do, right? So now they're in a second and 10. Now they can't run the ball. I mean, they can, but they're they're really thinking about not running the ball now, right? Poor guy. I got my puppies over here. They're whining, wanting in. It'll be all right. We're almost finished. Not really, but anyway. All right. <laughs> we come out of nickel two, four, five, the very next play, right? Two down linemen, one, two, three, four linebackers. We're going to run a TT, all right? So nickel two, four, five, TT. What's a TT? Some people just call it a twist. I like to say TT because it's, you know, it, it kind of reminds you that it's two tackles involved rather than just saying twist. I've heard some people say an edge and a tackle twisting. That would either be an ET or a T uh, or a TE. With this, it's two defensive tackles twisting. So you got one guy's going to engage and the other is going to try to loop around. So you're basically crossing each other in a twisting motion. Okay. Um, we're in a cover six, half quarter, quarter. Notice I didn't say quarter, quarter, half because I like to read from left to right, right? Half. I'm sorry, that ain't the half. That's the underneath. Half, quarter, quarter, okay? Basically meaning deep quarter, deep quarter, deep half, and that allows Jair to play aggressive underneath and stay down in this zone right in here, right? They can carry if he wants to. you got to know the down and distance. These DBs have the freedom to do what they want in this uh, in this, uh, this defense with Joe Barry. So cover six, we're going zone match. We don't know all the details of zone match. All we know is there's man principles. It could be a number of different calls. Basically, like Coach Haddad said, when you got zone match, it's if and then. If this receiver, right, if this receiver runs out, then I'll go to the flat. If he stays skinny, then I'll drop back in a hook, right, and you're kind of manning up on him. There's going to be a threshold, too, where someone eventually turns into Meg, once they break a certain threshold, most of the time it's five to seven yards into the route 
then it turns into man coverage, okay? What I want you to key in on, though, look down here at the bottom at rookie seventh-round pick, Carrington Valentine. Watch what he recognizes here. You've only got one wide receiver on this side, on the quarter side, right? Nobody panics, okay? But what he recognizes is, okay, we're the quarter side, meaning we got our responsibility is to cover deep quarters, okay? Basically, half of this half, half of this half, okay? And watch Carrington. What he sees is we only got one receiver here in the tight end. So he's going to look at Jonathan Owens here, and he's going to give him a hand signal. We don't know exactly what he said. I can guess what he said. I think he recognized it's only Puka here, Puka Nakua, and we got a tight end. I think what he's telling Jonathan Owens is, look, if he goes vertical, I'll carry him. You play aggressive underneath, okay? And the concept that they're going to try to do here is they're going to try to work up the field and if I remember correctly, this tight end is going to try to work a dig. But because Carrington notices it and notices they're on the quarter side, I think what happened was he tells Jonathan Owens, he gives him a hand signal saying, play it underneath. I'll take, I'll carry this guy deep. And what Jonathan Owens has got to recognize is, okay, if he goes deep, Carrington's got him. If this guy goes deep, I've got to carry him. If he doesn't go deep, Carrington's got it deep. I can bite inside. That is Vic Fangio 101 zone match principles. Again, we don't know the exact call, but that's the freedom that it gives to the defenders if they're not making mental mistakes. That's why you've got a hand up. That's why you've got the advantage. Because if you don't even know what you're going to cover before the snap, how in the world is the offense going to dictate it, right? And again, it's all about showing that too high pre-snap look, too high. You show the same look consistently when you're playing quarters, quarter, quarter, half, zone match, and that's taken away the pre-snap reading ability of the quarterback because he knows as soon as the ball snapped, these guys, these guys ain't they're not going to be in the same place. An example, Jonathan Owens is going to be down here as opposed to quarter like he's showing here. All right, so let's roll the tape and show you what I mean. Watch Carrington at the bottom. Watch him at the bottom right there. See? He gives him some kind of signal. Look at Jonathan Owens. Give him the thumbs up. I got you, big dog. Let's do this. Right? He's pointing. Take the dig. Take the underneath. Check it out. The All-22 will really show it. Now, again, he's kind of pointing at Devondre Campbell, too. Why, why is he pointing? I think what he's saying here is Devondre's got the flat. You take the underneath hook or the dig if it comes. I'll, t I'll carry this guy deep. But, Jonathan Owens, you've got to be ready to carry 89 deep if he does go. Zone match on 89. I'm going zone match on 87. We know Dre's got the flat. Let's bust this play up. Comes a swing, right? Tip pass by Jair. We're going to talk about why. And, of course, you had our boy Anthony Johnson Jr. come in and clean up the mess. Easy pick. But look at Jair Alexander here, man. Some of you guys are going, why did you explain the opposite side of the play side? Because I wanted you guys to see Carrington Valentine. And when we see the all 22, you'll see why the quarterback had to go left with the football. Beautiful tip, right? Jair just looked like old Jair. Gosh, I hope he hangs around. So again, with him signaling what he's saying here, what our boy Carrington's saying is, if he goes deep, I'm carrying him deep. There you see the thumbs up, which is really cool from Jonathan Owens. Jonathan Owens knows if 89 carries beyond five to seven yards, it turns into man for me, and I got to cover him, right? But now I've got the freedom to not worry about Puka running a post route because it's not just a cover four or not just the quarters. It's going to turn into man because we know Puka, if he goes deep, then Carrington's got him, right? 
So what he's going to do is fade back. You're going to see this guy run a dig. You'll see Jonathan Owens take the dig away, okay? He's going to take the dig away. And now on this side, you've got cover two, right? Deep half. Jair knows that. Jair's going to play this as far as he can. When he gets to this point, he's got to make a decision. Do I attack back in or do I fade on out? They give him the freedom to do that. Great read by Jair. But for the for the time being, focus on this Y right here. Focus on the tight end. And now he's going to run this dig. And notice how it is no, it's not there because Jonathan Owens clamps down because of the adjustment he and Carrington Valentine made. Let's roll it here. Again, they're focusing on Jair, but for just a second, please, please, please focus right here on this tight end and focus on how Jonathan Owens takes it away. All right. You'll see. It's actually, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I got that wrong too. It was actually the dig from Puka. But again, that allows Jonathan Owens to stay under. Look at this. So you had the spot underneath. Dre lets it go. He takes the flat. You got plenty of bodies to cover it. So again, right here, if you're the quarterback, the whole point of this is if you're the quarterback and you're reading here, right, you're looking for that dig. The only thing you're going to have is the tight end underneath. Might have even been a choice route too. But watch right here. Kind of looks right. Now is now that notice the stripes of his helmet. The quarterback looks right. He sees all that traffic down there and goes, that dig, there's no way that digs there. Look at Isaiah McDuffie getting some depth too. Now he's got to go to the half side, right? When he goes to the half side, look at Jair playing aggressive, playing aggressive, carrying him. All right, should I stay in? Should I bite on the out? Reading the quarterback. When he decides to pull the trigger, look at Jair break on this ball, man. Absolutely love it. And then, of course, our boy uh, – Look at look at uh, Anthony Johnson Jr. How there's no hesitation here. He's playing that half right, which basically means it's his responsibility to take this half of the field. He's reading the quarterback as well, right? Now he knows there's no threat over here, man. I have no threat. There's nothing else over here. Puka's got the dig, which he probably let it go because he knows these guys are are working that out for man match or zone match with man principle, right? The only option would have been right here to the tight end. But luckily, it took so long to develop. He's off of that now and over to this side. But you'll see Anthony Johnson Jr. is like, okay, there's no other threat. I'm free. Let's be aggressive. Let's go. Tip tip drill. He wasn't expecting to be tipped. But look at Jair. Great play. Anthony Johnson Jr. with the gift. Interception. Again, Carrington Valentine communicating with Jonathan Owens is absolutely huge. Telling him, look, you be aggressive underneath. I've got Puka deep if we need it. Now, if he crosses his face, yes, you take him too. The communication was just awesome, absolutely awesome. So get the interception, defense with a big turnover there. Fourth quarter, 13-23 left, still just a touchdown game. First and 10 play, Packers have the ball. We come out in a 12-gun, strong right, twin nasty T-same, slot motion play action, Wolf, T-cut, U-leak. Again, one running back, okay, two tight ends. That's And why is it twin nasty? Here's your twin receivers. Nasty split inside the numbers, right? Um, you're going T same, which basically means the uh, the running back here is on the same side as the tight end. We're going to go slot motion, okay? Slot motion, play action. We're going wolf, T cut, U leak. If I remember correctly, this motion, yep, it's going to be another quick motion to F. I just didn't put that in there. So what you're going to see on this play is slot motion, right? Quick motion to F, get a little run and go here. It's what they do with Tyreek Hill in Miami uh, so well, right? You're going to run a wolf concept, which is essentially going to be a corner with an out. So it's going to be out, right? Corner, that's your wolf concept after the slot motion, the speed motion there, quick motion. 
And then you got T cut, right? Which T cut is underneath in a cut route. Okay. And then you got U leak. This is your U. He's not on the line of scrimmage. That's your traditional Y right there. So the U is just going to kind of block. They're both going to block. It was almost like max protect opposite or minus the cut. And then you're going to see a little leak from him. But again, no hesitation from Jordan Love. He's got eyes on this defense right now. He's looking at this late rotation right here. He's trying to read this. This guy's playing soft. Probably going to read the heels like Peyton Manning and Eli talked about on the Manning cast last night. If he's on the uh if, if they're on the back of their back of their heels, it means they're dropping back, right? You can read that kind of body language. Not that Jordan did in this specific situation, but those are the little keys, the little tips that with experience starting in the NFL, actual game time, not just practice, that those things will come. He's going to hammer to Tay Wicks, I believe, if I remember correctly. He hits Tay Wicks here. Speed motion. Bang. No hesitation. Look at that. That's decent coverage by the corner, but great job throwing him open. And, of course, Wicks doing a great job getting the first down. I'm telling you, I'm impressed with the rookie. Got He's got a great skill set set uh, route running. Here's a better look. Speed motion out. So it's going to be speed to wolf, right? And like I said, little U leak, you got your T cut. All right. Again, key in. Please watch Tay right here. He's going to get out here and run this out route. Watch him the whole way and key in right here on this corner. And watch, watch his route running ability. Watch the top of the stem. And when he breaks, bang. Look at that. See him give him the little inside move too. Little double. Watch him. Break him down. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's so exciting to watch Tay Wicks. This is what Greg Cosell was talking about, man. I 110% get it now. Watch him break this corner down. Just that little extra split second move, okay, from Tay. Right, right here, inside now, out. Completely cooked the corner. Pretty good coverage, too. But look where the ball is. The ball is already out. It is already out of, of Jordan Love's hands. Man, that's good stuff, dude. Such a big improvement in this game for Jordan Love. Look where the ball is placed. Safe throw, outside, first down. Great job by the rookie, Tay Wicks. Big play right there. Move the sticks, right? So, all right. I think, yeah, we ended up getting a field goal on that drive, so now it's 13-3. to Now it's a two-possession game. You're in the driver's seat. It's time to put this thing away, right? We always talked about with Matt LaFleur when he came in, all, all gas, no – or I'm sorry – yeah, all gas, no breaks, right? That's what you've seen here. 501 left in the fourth quarter, third and 11 play. We come out in 11 gun, bunch nasty, nub left. Uh, we're going T same, wolf switch, F pivot, <laughs> Y leak, T angle. It's like the play calls get even longer every time. One running back, okay? One tight end, bunch nasty. What's that mean? See your bunch set here. Why is it nasty? You got it inside the numbers, okay? That's a nasty, that's called bunch nasty. And then, of course, the nub left simply means the tight end's by himself on the opposite side of the bunch. Okay, that's, what's, that's what nub means. T same. The T, the running back, is on the same side as the tight end. All right, we're going to go wolf switch, F pivot, Y leak, T angle. Okay, so with the Y leak, obviously he's just going to block and leak out. Now let's talk about. Let's go ahead and knock the T angle out, the angle route that we've seen Aaron Jones run in Chicago. That's going to be the T route. Now let's focus on the bunch. When you cipher through this, you say wolf switch F pivot. Okay. If we know who the pivot man is, who's going to run the pivot route, 
then you can start there, right? So F, that's your F receiver right here, right? So he's going to go out and run a pivot and come back in, okay? So if we know that, now we're going wolf switch, okay? The wolf, uh, com uh, the wolf route concept is an out with a corner over it. I've showed you three plays, three positive plays in this game already where they ran wolf concepts. You could you could totally tell Matt LaFleur's uh Matt LaFleur's goal coming in this game, he's seen something within the McVay defense that I think it's Raheem Morris still out there if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but he's seen something to say we're going to utilize wolf in this game. Okay? So you got your F pivot. What's going to happen with the switch is when two receivers, okay? when they change positions post-snap, meaning the inside guy is going to go outside, the outside guy is going to go inside. So what you're going to see is right here with the slot is he's going to work inside of Christian, run the out, and Christian is going to work, run out and then work the corner, okay? So it's going to be more of a corner route. It's a little easier to draw it up on the all-22. That's your route concept, okay? That's your passing concept. And again, you got the pivot underneath to try to draw some action underneath. You've got the out that's going to attack at the mid-level, and you've got the corner. Hopefully the goal is to isolate a safety down the field with that corner route, all right? So let's roll it. Again, you heard me brag on Jordan, right, with uh, with the accuracy on that last one. This throw, not so much. You can see it open up for Christian. This is the play that Christian got hurt. I'm not here to dogpile on Jordan Love. Hands down, he had the best game of his career so far, in my opinion. That includes Philly because it wasn't a full game, all right? But this throw right here, this is a bad throw. Watch where the ball is placed at. Look at Christian having to come back, all right? As we take it back, I want you to notice all this space. Look at all that space, guys. He is running butt naked through the trailer park. Look at all of this space that Jordan can put that ball in. Where does he put it? He ends up putting the ball over here. And it puts Christian in the harm's way, like Mark Towser talked about on Wildy and Tausch uh, yesterday. He said, can we not all agree that a good safety picks that ball off? I can't disagree with that. Look, look where that ball is at. That safety should have picked that ball off. He played it horrible. But again, Christian Watson with those 50-50 balls y'all been looking for, right? But why does he get hurt? Look at the placement of the ball, has to expose his rib cage completely, comes down, lands on his head. Like, guys, that's a bad pass. There's no two ways about it. I don't want to harp on it too much because Jordan had a great game. But that is a horrible – that's horribly inaccurate right there. Look how he has to contort his body in the air. You're not going to get me to say Christian Watson is fragile or made of glass or whatever anybody else wants to say, okay? You fan how you want to fan, but that's a tough catch. His body twisting in the air like that, lands on the ball, lands on his head, lands on his ribs. And that got the wind knocked out of them. They thought it might be a neck injury, a back injury. Tonight on Packers Total Access Live, we'll have a better idea of how serious that injury is. This is a better look at the wolf switch, F pivot. Again, pivot, it's going to be out, bring it back, right? The switch aspect of wolf, out with the corner, okay? That's what you got right there. So, again, I wanted to show it right here from the receiver standpoint just so you kind of get a better idea of exactly how that's going to unfold. Sometimes it's hard to see when you're on the TV copy, so you want to make sure that uh, we do it in a way that you can kind of isolate some of these routes. But, again, let's watch it unfold. Think about all that space now that you know all that space is out there. Again, the pivot holds them home. The out's going to hold those guys home. 
right? See him having a bite. It's almost like they're playing zone match principles. This guy's going to let him go. Now you've got all of this space right here, guys. All of this space, even up the field a bit too, right? Watch where he puts the ball. See how he has to come back now? That's just a bad throw, man. That is a bad throw. Watch him right here. He's looking. I'm going to the corner. Maybe even catching it and hitting the sideline, right, if he hits him in stride. Maybe throws a throws a little move on the safety and gets on upfield. But instead, watch, watch him. I'm going to slow it way down for you so you can see it. Watch Christian's body lean. Now, look, the ball's in the air. Watch him having to lean back. He's having to bend back to the defender like, oh, crap. Completely exposes himself. That's a great catch by Christian. Great job. And, again, that's how he got hurt right there. Bang. So, I'm not here to dogpile. Like I said, Jordan had a great game, but that's a bad throw. Again, look at him having to go back. Like Mark Towser said, if, if a good safety high points that ball, it's probably a pick. Now it's a different ball game, right? Great job by number nine. Got to give him credit. All right. Later in the drive, only 349 left. We're trying to put this thing away, right? Um, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this is the play of the day for me. This is Luke Musgraves' first ever career touchdown. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is starting to go here. This is like Matt LaFleur, what a beautiful play call. You guys know I've been critical of Matt LaFleur for breaking out the circus in the first quarter, right? You haven't even had a chance to set anything up yet in the first quarter, and you're expecting them to bot on some of these fakes. You guys seen I showed you orbit motion earlier, right? Well, here they're going to show orbit, and it's going to be similar. They're not in the pony package. But let me kind of lay this out for you and what they're in. We're in a 21 gun, two running backs, the two, right? One tied in, 21. We're in a gun, right? Shotgun set. We're in a T flex, okay? The T is flexed out to the slot. That's Aaron Jones. So you force them to choose base or nickel with you having two running backs. They treat Aaron Jones like he's he's uh, just a, a running back and not a receiver here, right? So when you flex him out, Notice they're in their 34 front. They got a 34 jam look, right? So with their 34 jam, they're expecting a potential run here. Earlier, what did we do? You guys remember? We, we set this up. We married this up. We did orbit motion, right, to the left side, and we ran – AJ was actually over here, and we ran inside zone, right? Inside zone or duo. We kind of talked about that. So this time we're going to go orbit motion. Right, you've got your T flex, H same, orbit motion, swing out. Right, you're gonna go G lead swing. So this is gonna be a swing pass here too. So you're showing two swings attacking the flats. Right, you're kind of attacking behind the line of skim a scrimmage on the outside. All right, what does G lead swing mean? We pulled a guard. Remember we were talking about. Uh, the uh, the lead swing plays the first few weeks of the season and Jordan didn't hit any of them. We've been putting this on tape all year long. This guard, actually it's this guard, I think. Yeah, this guard is going to pull out as a lead blocker, okay? This guard is going to pull out as a lead blocker. Why is that important? Because as a defender, what you're looking at is you're reading those linemen. You don't even know if it's going to be a run play. This is a second and seven play. All plays are on the table right now, right? But what this linebacker is going to read is that guard pulling, right? These defenders are going to read that guard's pulling, right? Their eyes are going to work into the backfield and see these running backs, 
this orbit motion is attacking the swing, attacking the swing. So what do you think? Okay, with the guards pulling, that's a lead swing, right? Now, another key to watch for is what is the tight end doing? You're going to see the tight end Luke Musgrave block, right? So he's blocking. They're sealing it up. This looks like a double lead swing, and Jordan Love's going to have the opportunity to take his pick. Where's the hat count? Me personally, if this guy blitzes, then I think the hat count's on the bottom, right? Especially if this guy bites up. He's further away from the line of scrimmage than this backer. He's further away than him. So your play would probably be go to Aaron Jones, right? Here's what's cool. Double guard lead swing, right? You're doing a double fake. So Jordan's going to come out here, and he's going to he's going to take the snap. He's going to fake the swing pass to Aaron Jones, who's going to be on orbit motion. He's going to turn around 180 degrees, fake the swing to A.J. Dillon, and then you're going to have Luke Musgrave, who's blocking, break out on a leak. He's going to leak on a little skinny, and he's going to hit Luke Musgrave for his first touchdown pass. This is a freaking thing of beauty. Watch at 50% here. There's your orbit motion. Pause it. Watch the guards. Look at the guards, guys. See them? See the guards? Right here, right here. See them pulling? I didn't notice this till I watched it through on the second pass. I went, holy cow. They ran, they pulled two guards on a leak to the tight end just to, just to add that eye candy. Watch the defenders now. Key in on these defenders and watch what they do on these swing passes. Fake. Here's your double fake. Look at these backers. Look at the body lean. We talk about body lean. Look at the body lean. They think this ball is going out to AJ. AJ looking like a used car salesman out here selling the whole thing too. Great job selling that, right? So you had the guards sold it to the line. Look at the linemen. They're all going this direction, right? Look at this guy. He's even going this direction, okay? You could have swung it to Aaron Jones, but that's not what the play's designed to do. Let's back it up now. Back it up. Focus on Luke Musgrave. Watch right here. Watch him sell this block. Engage, engage, leak. Look at the backer. He's going one direction, and 59 is going in the other. Fell for the old banana in the tailpipe trick. Look at this. Now 59 is like, oh, crap. <laughs> That's right. And look right here. There's a safety, right? I'm pretty sure this is a safety bearing down on Musgrave. Watch Musgrave's athleticism. Watch him put his foot in the ground, cut back in, and outruns the safety. Look at the stride length on that guy. What a play call by Matt LaFleur. What a fun play to break down. I tell you, I came up out of my computer chair when I was watching this one on Sunday. Absolutely awesome. Here's a better look. Watch watch Musgrave sell this, and now that you know what number 59 is going to do, look where his eyes are. He's really going to key in on A.J. Dillon in the swing, and he's going to get too aggressive. Now, again, uh, A.J. Dillon isn't the only one selling used cars out here. Watch, watch Luke Musgrave. He's going to engage in this block, sell it, right, to number 37 here, and then he's going to skinny it off. Watch this. Block, right? They they paused it for you here. Look at that. Right by 59, wide open. Great play call by Matt LaFleur. Again, I don't mind the trichannery as long as you're going vertically down the field. Stop with all the horizontal stuff. We showed the horizontal sugar and went vertical on this play. Look, fake there, fake there. There he is, wide open. Jordan sold the heck out of that too. Great play call. Great execution. Luke Musgrave, a little athleticism at the end to beat the safety to the end zone. That boy's fired up for his first touchdown, man. 
That's that's the last play, but I want you to key in on a couple things. Look at Jordan right here. You, you think this game didn't mean anything to this young team? People are all oh, the season's over, this and that. This is what I was talking about, finding the positives in a down year. Like, these are the things that matter. This is how momentum's created. If I remember correctly, Mark Towser talked about his rookie year. They only won five games or something. It was or something crazy. Like, they had a horrible year. But they created momentum at the end of the year, won the last four, and carried that over to the next year. Look at Jordan Love point at Matt LaFleur. Pointing right to Matt. What a play call. What a play call. These guys are attached at the hip, and it's cool. Look how happy everybody is for Muss. 88 to get that first touchdown. Absolutely love it. This is the best one right here. Look at that. QB1 and the head coach. Hey, they're leaning on each other, man. And this was a great game for Jordan Love. I'm excited to see if they can carry it over. They got some momentum. Look at Musgrave dapping it up. I just think, I think to me, that's the highlight of the entire broadcast today. There's, there's, look at, look at Matt LaFleur. I love it. And on the other side, that right there, guys. I like Sean McVay, but when you're playing against the Packers, that's the look you're looking for right there. Like, well, we just ran into a buzzsaw. So, there you go. I don't know how long we've been in here. Probably too long. Let's see. Man, we got a crowd. Holy cow, dude. Look at this. That's awesome. So, we're at – look at that one hour and ten minutes. We're so close to keeping it under ten uh, or under an hour. God, so close. Um, let's go to the chat real quick, and we'll wrap this thing up. Um, let's see what we got in here. Um, yeah, you guys are – you guys showed up in force for sure. Good stuff. We got Paul Robertson in here, Adam Block. Just want to give a shout-out to everybody. Like I said, Mikrob, all the guys early. Zane Strong. Yeah, we're back with Chalk Talk, dude. This was a fun one, man. Like I said, if the if the broadcast dropped, um, just uh, go check out the full video. Like I said, it'll be on YouTube. It shouldn't come back down. They just have to do that for the live broadcast. Um, let's see here. Dr. Mikrob in the chat said, uh, Owens and Valentine both played lights out. Don't get me started on the day. Um, our linebackers had. Yeah, it was a good game, man. It was fun, dude. Again, against a backup quarterback, we all got to put it in perspective, but we needed that win, man. We needed that that positivity here for the fan base for sure. Um, just want to see if there's anything else. If Make sure there's no questions. I think we're good, though. I think everybody pretty much got to it. Stream went down again. Got it, buddy. I'm, I'm thinking that's what it meant by Chris there with the stream comment. Like I said, man, you'll be able to go watch it, um, the full video. It's just they take it down for the uh, – the copyright stuff is totally cool. It should be up immediately after we're done. I know that because I always get an email uh, immediately after. So uh, good stuff, man. Appreciate everybody uh, being positive in the chat. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us in here for sure. Jarrell says, uh, thank you for the stream, Clayton. No, thank you for hanging out, man. Appreciate you. All right, we're going to get out of here. We went long enough. We're going to uh, we're gonna get it under an hour, guys. And I wanted to keep it under 10 plays. I think I found 12. Um, just couldn't stop watching it. It was a fun game to break down. Um, Jordan Love. Go show them some love on social media, man. That was a heck of a game. That's what we wanted to see, right? Same thing with Carrington Valentine. Great game. Um, everybody really played pretty – not everybody, but the majority of the defense played well. Again, now we are a top-10 defense in points allowed. We're a uh, number-six defense, I think, in uh, points per play, which is even better than the, than the, the ten, top-10 ten in points allowed, which is cool. And then in yards per play, I think we're eighth. So we're top 10 there. And again, we got some tough matchups coming up. I'm the real test for this defense, in my opinion, is going to be how do they play 
against the Chargers coming up here in a few weeks. That's going to be the big one for me. Pittsburgh doesn't have a very good offense, okay? Uh, Kenny Pickett actually grades out worse than Jordan Love this year. He's a bottom five quarterback. Um, but, again, you go into Pittsburgh, it's a tough place to play, and that defense can score points on you. So uh, be ready for that for sure. Um, Dr. Meekrob in the chat said, love the breakdowns, highlighted everything that just stuck out in terms of growth as a team. That was the goal, man. And, again, there were some other plays we could have shown with, like, Tay Wicks's reverse. But it wasn't a scoring drive. We consider to me when people cherry pick plays that didn't have a huge impact on the game, um, they're trying to they're trying to push a narrative, and I don't want that to turn in this to turn into that on here. And, and people can break down whatever play you want to break. I'm not criticizing somebody for breaking it down. You got a limited amount of time. I want to choose the plays that actually led to scoring drives, led to turnovers, led to a big sack, which forced the turnover, forced the punt, which led to a field goal. All those things, right? Hopefully, we explained it well enough for you guys. And Carly Ray, I'll get better at the short version of the of the actual play call. Um, it's just the way I've been watching and breaking down tape for so long that you know old habits die hard, right? So, with that being said, before the the voice goes, I want to just thank everybody for hanging out with us. Really, really appreciate y'all um, for uh, jumping here in the chat. Like I said, this uh, this whole stream was just kind of a last second thing. Got chalk talk put together. Thought you know what, let's get on here and break it down. We'll be back at seven central, eight eastern. For uh, Packers Total Access Live, should have Tim in the house, possibly Emilio. We'll see who can jump in here. But uh, with that being said, appreciate everybody hanging out. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go Pack Go. The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense.